If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. Have a good old chinwag about them. My name is Ben Errington, and today I am joined by a very special guest, or you could say co-host. Lauren Buck is an actor and voiceover artist obsessed with films. Horror fan, question mark? Are you even a horror fan? Really not? Really kind of? I don't know. Now... Um, in all of the the years of us doing this podcast, it's probably not very often that we've had a non-horror fan on the show, Horror Hangout Podcast. So that is brand new and very exciting. But welcome to the show, Lauren. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for stepping in. Um, Andy is on holiday. He's sunning himself somewhere, sunning every crevice and part of his body somewhere um maybe getting sand in all of the all the crevices <laughs> it's, it's a lovely image but you know andy he's a handsome man so it's fine i can deal with it um so yeah thank you for stepping in i apologize and i've already apologized to you before this i apologize that the film we're discussing today maybe kind of wasn't the highest quality film i could have chosen right mm. i mean we we I had been discussing with you about coming on the show anyway, so it, I mean ideally we would would we would have chosen a film that you are a fan of or something that you wanted to discuss, but we got to start somewhere, you know. So I thought might as well just throw you in at the deep end, um, discussing Blair Witch Two, Book <laughs> of Shadows. Although it is called Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two, which is weird and confusing, right? Yeah, very weird and confusing. Yeah. Um, and I know we've already discussed like your relationship with the Blair Witch movies and the fact you haven't seen the original, which is interesting. Don't, interest- <laughs> Don't well, at me, people. <laughs> I am already fuming, all right? We've started off this podcast. I'm already angry, sick to the back teeth. You've not seen the original. I So t- I rewatched the original today and I went on 
my my letterbox account where I rate all the movies um because I'm that guy and I do you know what I, do you know what I did I went fuck it five stars Blair Witch Project it's always been it's always been hovering on the four and a half star mark but I went five stars so if you wanted a recommendation you're gonna get it straight from me but I will vibe and and talk about the Blair Witch movies and everything in general in a bit in a bit but first of all let's talk about you hi let's talk <laughs> all about you tell me everything start at the very beginning all right <laughs> start at the very beginning what's your f- earliest memory uh no no of course not that but um of course the you've monday been... in 18 1987 <laughs> oh 18 you almost said then are you the Blair Witch? Actually, over a hundred years old. You're the Blair Witch. I knew it. I bloody knew it. Um, oh, so that's yeah. who they're looking at. So you've been acting, hey, voice acting for a little while, haven't you? Yes. How's it? How's how's it all going? You get you enjoying getting your teeth into interesting roles? Yeah, yeah. It's a very slow process, and for somebody that's come into it a little bit later in life, um, yeah, people are always like. Oh, what have you been in? <laughs> like, well, I've only been trying to do it professionally for a couple of years. So, what have you been in? I've oh, been in the house for the last few years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to start somewhere. Like, exactly. I'm not gonna be disrespectful and say anything like starting late's fine because in in the grand scheme of things, it's not late, of course. Um, and you always see those, um, like inspirational images where it's like. Somebody didn't write their first book until they were this age. Somebody didn't star in this film until they they were this age. Somebody didn't cook lasagna for the first time until they were 80. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro have just had kids at like 80 years old. I know. That's insane. How? How is are the little fellas? And by little fellas, I mean them them downstairs. <laughs> them how are they how are they still knock how are they still performing to such a high level? How are things still cooking? How I mean, are things still going? Women are cut off at like late forties, fifties. Like that's it. Maybe so... they've like, maybe they've like had some level of help. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they froze their eggs like years yeah, and years gonna, ago. Yeah. Not eggs, spermies. Maybe they, maybe they froze that years and years ago, and they were like, "Do you know what? I'm eight years old. Fancy a kid." <laughs> Somebody. Help me out. <laughs> I mean, I mean those people it... have got so much money. They're probably just like, sort it out for me. Just sort it out. Yeah. It is kind of crazy, but also kind of annoying because when someone like Al Pacino or or, or Robert De Niro as a kid, everyone's like, what a bloody legend. What a legend. He's still got it going on. But like an older woman has a kid and everyone's like, oh, bloody hell. She's Give the kid a, a geriatric chance. pregnancy. <laughs> it's literally called that, isn't it? That's actually what it's called, isn't it? Yeah, and they say that when you're 28. It's so, it's so horrible. Are you yep, some sort exactly. of geriatric? They really do. They're like around the block. <laughs> are you are you sure about this? <laughs> hey, what were you, what, what were we saying? Oh uh, yeah, acting, voice acting. Are there any like particular dream roles you you'd you'd uh, you'd you'd be aiming for? It could one of them be a horror role? Apparently, horror is really fun. Apparently, it's really fun to like film and act in. So, uh, yeah, that could be fun. I would love Charlie Brooker to keep writing Black Mirror just so I could be in one episode. Yeah, That's like my dream. 
uh, I tweeted the casting director once and was like, I'll do it for free. <laughs> Just cast me in it. That's what uh, they like to hear. Desperation. <laughs> Desperation. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that would be like a, a dream role. I mean, yeah. Daenerys Are you thinking has like taken, so. That's incredibly rude, isn't it? Um, would you be thinking like a sci-fi role in Black Mirror horror role? Maybe like a sort of social commentary role? I like the sci-fi ones, like the dystopian features, like technology mm. ones. I think they're my favorite episodes. So yeah. something like that would be really cool. I think my favorite episode is oh, every time I go to describe it, I forget what it's called. It's called Metalhead, I think. The one with the weird little robot dog yeah. chasing Maxine Peak around some sort of black and white dystopian world. That I feel like that's my favorite because it's like a it's like a monster movie, but with a tiny little. And usually, when you see those little robot dogs, you go, "That looks cute. That looks quality. Wonder what else it could do." It's trying to kill you. <laughs> Did you ever want one of the Sony ones, like back in the day, like in the what? early two thousands? They had like, they... they sold the little dogs. Sony oh, right. sold the dogs, and they they did not, literally nothing. I'm not sure. I'm like, not sure. Those... I remember. You know, as like you as... could wind up those dogs, and they would go whoop, 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 and, and then, then like flip. flip over. Yeah, they're pretty much like a robot version of that. <laughs> That's as far as I got with a robot dog, one of those little flippy ones. And to be fair, no matter how much they cost, once you've seen it do its flip once, you're like a bit boring, you know. <laughs> What else can you do? What else can I do? Well, the uh, flippy dog. Sorry, the flippy yeah. dog. I didn't. I didn't mean you personally. <laughs> I was like, oh. this isn't. A, this isn't an, an interview scenario. What else can you do? What else you come on? What else must you do? Any more talents? Any more talents? Um, list them. Um, but I know you've been doing voiceover stuff as well, and doing voice acting and gaming. Would that be something? That yeah, you'd... that would be really cool. I would That'd love people yeah. to play a game and be like. Wait a minute, I know this voice. And I'll be like, I know this voice. I've heard it before. <laughs> that would be good. It's really fun. That... Like when we've done like uh, classes on uh, vocal technique for voiceover games, it's really fun when they're like, you're being stabbed. And you're like, <laughs> obviously, you're being stabbed. <laughs> they're like, ow, ow. You've just been hit with a massive block of wood. <laughs> like, oh, you got to do the, the sound effect as well. Foley. Yeah, <laughs> Do they, yeah, they do the foley bit we just do oh. the uh, ow. oh my ass <laughs> um <laughs> that's where you got hit <laughs> so that's where i got hit in the ass but so if like a horror role did come in you'd be you would you think you'd jump at the chance i suppose like acting in horror you don't necessarily have to be like the biggest horror fan to in in a way it's kind of good when outsiders to the genre come in and do things like i'm thinking like bella ramsey in the last of us she was like i've never played the game she didn't know what what it was i know pedro pascal was the same and i don't think he knew what the games were um i kind of like that because i feel like it allows the 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 actor to not be limited by like their expectations of it already isn't it yeah of course and you don't have like a preconception of like or a preconceived idea of what it should be so you can bring your own like characterization to the role so Mm. no i think that's good when you don't know a lot about things like if you get it sent a script like a play is a little different but if you get like a script for a for a you know when we do rehearsal scripts I don't tend to look at the scene that's already been done because you don't want to copy that actor's performance yeah yeah that's true oh yeah definitely it's nicer to kind of bring your own yeah thing to it. Br- bring something unique to it like a a, a limp <laughs> <laughs> 
We've just we've strictly said don't limp for this bit. Yeah, but I'm bringing my own thing. All right, I'm bringing my own quirky little thing. We want to hear that limp oh. in your voice. Like, oh, we're going to hear the limp in your voice. That's interesting. <laughs> that's I suppose like sort of with stage, so with stage stuff, if it was like a big role, like a big famous role, that you would try and avoid replicating that in a way as well. I guess is that what you're saying? Yeah, like like Shakespeare's been done so many times it's always better to put your own kind of spin on it so yeah 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 oh, definitely definitely um and you can't even do like gunfights in shakespeare anymore because that's been done as well isn't it? yeah that's been bloody done. <laughs> there we go big baz um yeah. so in a way like if someone phoned you up and said listen listen here we've got a new blair witch movie that we're making we think you'd be perfect for it have you watched any of the Blair Witch movies? And they're thinking, I hope that she hasn't. And then you'll turn around and say, I've seen Book of Shadows. They'll just put the phone down straight away. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just go, nah. The only the only thing I know of like the original film is that famous shot of the like the snot coming out of her nose. Like, oh, that it. one. Okay. Yeah. Because it was obviously Whenever parody- anyone says it to me about Blair Witch, that's the only thing I think of is that shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going out. Because it was parodied in like one of the scary movies, maybe, wasn't it? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So it I has think to like be. a lot of people were exposed to that maybe before Blair Witch. Um and everything. I feel like as somebody who's a big fan of the franchise, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> Talking about myself. Uh I kind of feel a bit bad that that you haven't seen the other films and this is the first one you've seen because this is such a anomaly. That's a word, isn't it? Anomaly. Yes. It's such it's such a weird film that is in in a way like not really related to anything. I mean, it is related to it. The only things that really feel Blair Witchy are like speaking to the locals at the start of this film, which that the, ha- which is the bit I enjoyed. Like yeah. The act- the acting in that bit was really good. Like, so I don't know if they replicated actors, but well, this is the thing. So I don't know if they replicated this from the first one, but in the first movie, the people I don't know if it was everybody, but most of the people that they had talking to camera who lived in like Burkittsville in the area weren't actors, but they right. kind of like were told just talk about what you know about the Blair Witch legacy, uh, um, legend. Or, sorry, we're going to feed you just a little piece of information. Just embellish it. Just, like, add your own sort of thing. And some of them really good. And they were, like, the most, some of the most effective bits from the first film. I guess because it's so realistic that... Yeah. It's so naturalistic that that's more believable. Like, the, the it, if whatever, at the beginning of this movie, I was like, this acting is really good. <laughs> and then it just went... And then it just <laughs> goes all the way down. Because... Okay, so I mean, in terms of the original Blair Witch Project, the reason it, I find it so good is because it captured something. It was like a cultural phenomenon where everyone kind of thought it was maybe real. And I feel like you can never recreate that because the internet's huge. This was like the early days of the internet. Well, not the early days of the internet, but the early days of people actively using the internet. Um, so you can never recreate it because you'll know straight away. You'll go on Twitter and you'll see this isn't actually real, even though you think it is. Whereas back in those days, you were like, is it real? It might be real. And the marketing was so well done, like on the internet, like with all of the sort of promotion and materials they had. It was kind of really promoting the fact that some people had gone missing and we found these tapes. And obviously found footage had existed in in various fits and starts before. But this was like the big mainstream one that really 
captured everybody's everybody's imagination and i think that's what it did for me like because all the horror i'd seen before was nice and shiny in hollywood before that where you're like oh xenomorph's not gonna actually come and kill me that's silly but this you literally i mean so, f- forgive me if i'm just just talking about it and you and you already know these things i'm trying to just <laughs> i'm just i'll just tell you about the film but you literally see nothing it's there's nothing you don't see anything it's all sort of atmosphere and to anticipate i think the first time you see it can never be replicated because a you think it might be real b you're hanging out to see something which you never do but it doesn't need it it really doesn't right. need it it doesn't need you don't need to see anything at all i just feel like all of the mythology surrounding it as well is really interesting like when this film came out i was a bit like i want to read books about it there were like some pc games which are about the mythology of it and the history of that area the burkittsville area um and then this film arrived (laughs) which i think like everybody i didn't see it for years i honestly didn't see it for years so obviously it came out in 2000 i didn't go to cinema to see it um I don't even know if I, it was a DVD one. I think I just eventually saw it like when it was maybe on like TV or like a cable channel or something. And genuinely being like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but it's weird because obviously as a sequel, it's a complete, it's like a bit meta where yeah. the Blair Witch Project movie exists within the the realms of this film. But also it kind of dials into that early 2000s Everything has got a new metal soundtrack. Everything's edgy and cool and drugs and smoking and goths and like <laughs> shagging on graves. <laughs> yeah, just and, and all of that. And you 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 text me when you said like oh, there's so many um whip like whip pans and <laughs> they things. didn't whip anywhere. They didn't whip <laughs> like, anywhere. And that like sort of weird go from that a sort of weird to a subject. <laughs> no. That weird like juddery sort of like like his filming through bubble wrap or something that shit going down <laughs> it is in a way even though it's a bad film it's like a real it's of its time in such a way that i, I reckon you could watch 15 seconds of it and you go that is 2000 to 2004 <laughs> without a doubt it was like peak, a shadow of a doubt. peak time that i watched mtv like i was obsessed with mtv as a kid but it kind it of just... feels like it's got it kind of feels like a big old music video as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, This is real what? Yeah, the soundtrack. Well I mean, I don't want to cover too much about the film before we actually get into the review, but the soundtrack is is got loads of <laughs> loads of interesting stuff on it. The system of a down, Marilyn Manson, Nickelback at the drive in, Queens of the Stone Age, POD or Pod, <laughs> if you wanna was it stand for pay payable on on death or something like that? Anyway, it was like there was a, a a specific brand of of American horror movies that were all had these soundtracks, all had these sort of actors in, and yeah, it's just a weird weird direction for it to go. Like could have gone in so many different directions with this mythology that they already built up of like a witch who'd. So there's 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 absolutely loads of stuff to do with the mythology that I that I love, but it's pretty much not there in Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. There's no, no witch. There's no well. There's someone who says she's a witch, but I don't know. There's no witch. There's no bloody Book of Shadows. What's the Book of Shadows? 
Where is the shadow book? <laughs> what is it? I thought they were going to find a book or something and they'd be like, oh, oh, oh no, look at this. Terrible. Um, There's lots of... Uh, I, I would... Would you call the runes or like witches? Oh yeah, are? sort of Wic- Wiccan sort of Wicked, alphabet, or something like that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I think it is. But in the original, there's so many cool things about like this is is this a witch? Is it a ghost? Apparently, she like possessed the spirit of somebody called Rustin Parr, who like killed a load of kids. Um, then there's all this like weird like time loop stuff where they kind of get stuck and they can't they physically can't walk out. They just keep going and there's just forest and forest and forest. Um, and then they come back to the point where they were like camping. Um, and in and in Blair Witch 2016, they elaborate on it more where like the sun doesn't come up, it's just like they're stuck in daylight. So there's loads of this really interesting stuff, interesting, unique stuff. Whereas like a horror movie set in the woods, but this supernatural stuff that is genuinely unnerving. And it's felt like this film just went, fuck all that. Fuck like, all I, that. I feel like now you've said that, that, like, there's obviously like the bit where they're like looking at the videos footage because they've like lost oh, yeah. loads of hours of time. And that maybe that's like that little time loop. Yeah. Back. Maybe. There's, like, the I don't seven know. kids that appear. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. They're wearing weird clothes, is what she said. Oh, yeah. They was all dressed like weird and stuff. We're Dorian. Yeah, they was all dressed like that. And I hate goths in this town as well. Yeah. Okay, I feel like we're I feel like we're discussing too much of the film because obviously we just cannot wait to get our bloody teeth into it. So um I'll do a little bit do a little bit of horror horror news. Horror news for you, for us. Um, okay. Couple of horror news bits this week. Linda Hamilton is joining Stranger Things, Stranger Things Five. So old, old, old Linda. So I don't want to call her old Linda. I mean, she's getting on, but I don't want to call her old Linda. Uh, she's joining Stranger Things Five. Obviously, Linda Hamilton from Terminator Two and and bloody loads of other things. She was in a horror movie that we we discussed fairly recently. What was it? Fire. What was it? Firestarter. Was she in that? I can't remember. Anyway. I love the fact that Stranger Things goes, here's someone awesome from 80s and 90s pop culture. Obviously, we have Robert England, um, old Freddy Krueger himself in that. Oh, Linda Hamilton was in Children of the Corn, which I watched recently, which we didn't cover on the podcast. But so she's been in horror stuff as well. Uh, But yeah, Stranger Things 5, I think it's 2024 at some point. I don't think they've given us a date just yet. Stranger Things 5, it seems insane that we're on series 5, right? Well, they weren't going to make 5. They were going to stop at 4. But oh. it was so popular that they were... They, oh, they the old it. money machine. The old money machine. Netflix were like, more of this, please. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's good. If series 4 was bad and they were like going, let's make another series, you could be like, oh, give it a rest. But it's good. And if five's going to be the end... If we get to a point where eleven is like in her mid forties, yeah, she's not so, getting any younger. Is she? Plus, really Bobby Brown. They just go, this little kid over here, eleven. <laughs> that's that's a woman. It's all right. Lydia in Greece is fine. We're like thirty-five-year-olds playing teenagers. That's true. It was it was too. Bl- Rizzo, Jesus Christ, Rizzo. Stocker Channing was definitely in her thirties. Is that her name? Yeah. Oh. 30s. Or did everyone just look old back then? Because I've been seeing loads and loads of stuff recently on Twitter where they're like, 
look at this person from a film and you look at them and they go, this person was 38 when this was shot. And I'll go, excuse me? <laughs> they are ancient. There was like somebody, I can't remember who it was. It was like an actor. And they're like, this actor like um went gray, like really, really young. And now he's playing over 50. And it was just, a, it looked like just a 60 year old man. And they were going, this person's 39 in this picture. I'm like, absolutely not. It's not how age works. There's actually a YouTube video about how we perceive older generations' photos to be older, oh, wow, even though okay. they're like the same. It's really interesting, and I really can't remember where it is, but if I so find it, ju- I'll send you the link. Is it just a perception thing, then? It's not like Yeah, I think thing. it's like like the clothes that they wear and like our perception of time. Like, Yeah, no, it's some, really strange. Some people do look bloody ancient. Like Sometimes you see it, and when you see photos from like the 80s when everyone's in everyone's dressed in brown and all the wallpapers well the wallpaper's brown and like everyone's got thick rimmed glasses on and they go i was 15 in this picture (laughs) you're what 15 15 years old what happened from age 10 to 15 it's really funny you say that because they had a guy that had those like big glasses, wore like a beige kind of like shirt and like jumper combo with a tie. And then they took, he wore that every year for like, he was a teacher. Oh, they, okay. Now I think I've him. seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I think interesting. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Yeah. But yeah, the perception of time is a, is a, so you think we'll look back at photos of ourselves or if it's, if it's us, it doesn't work, right? No, I've never. I'm just going to stay like this forever. Perfectly, immaculately, just in time, just uh, frozen, (laughs) filtered. Filtered. Get a Botox Botox in every nook and cranny. It's really hard to act with Botox. (laughs) Is it? I suppose it would be. I I tell you what, again, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. That was one, (laughs) that was proved to me so I love Gina Davis, right? Gina Davis is great. And one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, The Fly. She's great in film. And Louise, she's just amazing. She was in The Exorcist TV show. And I was generally just like, is she all right? <laughs> because she's doing no acting. The face is just- that is no acting. Okay. <laughs> and somebody did say, she maybe she's like had a bit of Botox. Maybe that's why she's struggling with the older... Facial expressions and, and me, just me, stupid idiot me, was just like didn't really even perceive that. So I was like, oh, oh dear. But yeah, sorry, Gina, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> I do apologize. Um, what else? What else? We got horror news. Oh, I saw a trailer for something. I saw a trailer for a documentary called uh, "The J Horror Virus." which teases a deep dive into Japan's scariest movies. The team behind the found footage phenomenon are back with another terrifying documentary. I watched this documentary, found footage phenomenon, all about the found footage phenomenon, <laughs> which obviously had loads of stuff to do with like Blair Witch Project in it, but also like other films as well. Um, but this is going to be a deep dive into Japanese horror. Um, are you a fan? <laughs> I'm not a fan of, any horror, right? All about like the horror boom of Japanese horror in the nineties and early two thousands. Talking about things like Pulse, Cure, obviously Ringu, uh, The Grudge, Juon, Tetsuo the Iron Man. Loads of stuff that we've covered on this podcast as well. But I tell you what, Lauren, I love a documentary. I love a documentary, but I also love a documentary about 
movies and i also love a documentary about horror movies so this is like what one of those what are those things called venn diagram if you had the venn diagram for all three of those things right and bang in the middle is this it's you. Um, <laughs> with that documentary right in the bloody I'm not middle. allowed to, i'm not allowed to do the grudge noise in my house because my sister and my mum hate it oh god but, i'm gonna have... uh... you're not like you've been officially banned from doing it why because you're too good at it like do it in the oh. <laughs> my mum's like no don't do that don't i've do never it. seen the grudge because i'm terrified that i will like yes. i've got such an over imaginative brain that i managed to like fool myself as a child that there was always people in the like in the garden when i was making myself a drink at night and oh, i was God. Always... Like because you. i like yeah like that classic horror shot where you're like filling a glass up at the sink and then it like it's just a pot of some peas down there just the... there's just some face there going hello i'm going to kill you now yeah. <laughs> hello I'm going to murder you. Could I just let you know? It's only all you've got down at the bottom of the garden, Lauren, is the pods and peas. Don't worry about it. They're, they're lovely. They won't get you. They won't get you. Don't do the grudge noise. What a banger. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. I don't know if we've got a date for that, but I'm assuming... Oh, doesn't have a release date, but there is a trailer, which I saw on Twitter, and I did share on the Horror Hangout Twitter page. So go and check out the trailer and... Yeah, this sounds super exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's bloody do it. Let's bloody do it. Um, and yeah, if there's any other Japanese horror that you think we should cover on the show, please let us know because I'm always keen to find those undiscovered gems. Always happy about that. Okay, last bit of horror news, Lauren. Sorry to, sorry to go on. All right, it's your channel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is. All right, just, it's my. Yes. You're just a guest. I did call you a co-host, but really. Well, co-host, co-host. I did call you a co-host, but you need to do a lot more to earn the title. I'm joking. Um, so, so the Alien movie, the new Alien movie, directed by Fede Alvarez, Evil Dead and Don't Breathe director. Seen either of those? <laughs> there's this film called Evil Dead, right? There's some Evil Dead in it, okay? And there's another film called Don't Breathe. And guess what? Just don't, don't breathe, breathe you'll be all right. Don't breathe and you'll be all right. Anyway, so he, he was a great director, really visceral, like uber-violent style, is directing the new Alien movie, which seems really weird that I'm going to say this, but for Disney, <laughs> the new Disney Alien movie, obviously it's just like 20th Century Fox or whatever. Well, do it's they own that. Alien now? Yeah, Alien, Predator, a few things. All the, all the Fox properties they own now. Um, so the project doesn't yet have an official title, but August 16th, 2024 is when it's officially going to be released. Um, so, yeah, that's that's super exciting. An original standalone feature. I think there's been lots of rumors about it possibly taking place on Earth, which could be interesting. I just hope and this is me as, a, as an alien fan. Just just simplify it a bit more. That's all I want. We don't need to know the ins and outs of, of the origin of the Xenomorph. Have you seen any Alien films? I've seen the first one. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen the first one. Alien. Just... <laughs> no. I'll call it Alien. Single, the singular the Alien. Singular. But that's the thing. That's the perfect example. Alien is perfect in its own little bubble. Aliens is good because just more of them. When it gets it gets too complicated, it's going, yeah, but where did this alien come from? How was it made? I think when you start doing that, you're like, it's not as interesting anymore. So yeah. keep it simple. 
It's the ninth entry, official ninth entry in the in the film series, which kind of seems crazy. It's like forty years plus. Why? And it's only the ninth entry. Could be a lot more, couldn't it? Um. So yeah. Even Fast and Furious have more. Even the bloody fast, yeah, exactly. And those like films, I would say, are better. I'm joking. I'm, I'm completely joking. I've, I've only ever seen up to Tokyo Drift, and then I went. I don't think I've seen any. <laughs> I'll ask you this question only once, Lauren. Have you seen any films? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen some. Yeah, I've seen some. I've seen Finding Dory. <laughs> Finding Nemo, I didn't bother with that. But the sequel, I'll check that out. Yeah, Finding Dory. Uh, what else have I seen? Um, I watched episode do... <laughs> seven of Star Wars. Did you? Is that true? Episode... No, I've seen all of Star Wars. Oh, you have? Oh, oh God. I've, I've, got, I've got to get some brownie points somewhere, haven't I? Have you seen Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, it was now, a right now, passage when I was a now, kid. Now I understand. Now now I know what films to, to reference for you. <laughs> Dude, where's my car? And then, and then, and then, and then. Dude, what does mine say? Dude, what does mine say? Wait, was it dude? And then it was the other one. Sweet. 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 What does mine say? Dude. <laughs> what does mine say? Oh, it's great. Oh, that Sean is. William. Was that Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher? It sure was. It sure was. Oh, I and missed that them. Is... Oh, they're still about. They're still knocking about. One Ashton Kutcher, like doing doing something like saving victims of trafficking or something recently. Oh, I might yeah, just completely like people stuff. I completely just made that up, you know. He's doing that, but to balance it out, Sean William Scott is just is just punching random people in the street. No, he's not. I'm, I've invented that as well. He's not doing that. He would never. He's a lovely guy. Um, okay, let's move on swiftly on <laughs> to to. What we've what we've been watching. Watching. Now this week, recent. Now usually I get it to be horror, horror adjacent, but I think Black Mirror, which you've already mentioned, counts as horror adjacent hundred percent. And you've seen it's all. We won't spoil it. So if you've not seen Black Mirror, I've only seen the first two episodes of season six, series six. So we'll talk about that. But yeah. How yes. how'd you find it? Oh uh Big, big fan. How um, did you find it? Well, I just opened Netflix <laughs> and it was there on the main page. Put my little password <laughs> in so nobody ruins my algorithm. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Oh, don't you I'm hate it when you I'm go sorry, on there? I'm one of those. You hate it when you go on there and goes, who's watched Riverdale on my account? <laughs> no, I am fuming. Flip the table. Do you know what one of my favorite things to do is when you like meet a new person and you go to their house uh, and then you oh. see what like their Netflix oh, yeah. is like, like when yeah. they log in. Or you can, you watch, can go and watch watch again. Yeah, you can go and watch again. You can literally see people's deepest darkest secrets. Mine is absurd you... comedy, like series. Like I, I don't think I watch nearly enough Netflix as I should do, but it's just there's one some of those... there's some trash on there too, you know. Sometimes you just got to watch Selling Sunset. You got to have a little bit of trash. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I don't have enough capacity in my brain to actually take anything else in apart oh, from no. that. So. Don't blame you for that. Um, so yeah, Black Mirror. Did you did you enjoy it in comparison to other series? Would you say, or would you say it's kind of like on a par? I really enjoyed episode one because I feel like that's <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. 
<laughs> that and I know a lot of people didn't like episode one, but I didn't. I, like... I didn't dislike episode one. I just felt like it. F- I struggle a bit with the episodes which are like American set with American actors. I don't know why it just feels different to me. I guess because the first series was mostly all UK set with UK actors. That feels like that feels like Black Mirror. And I feel like when it, when it gets a bit more Americanized and like bigger budget, for example, it starts to feel, even if the stories are good and, and the writing's good, I don't know. Something doesn't quite sit with me. And I think my only problem with the first episode is that it felt like, sure, it was meta, but then it kind of went too far off the meta cliff for me. That makes sense. Yeah. And maybe I just, I just like the aesthetic as a whole. And I love Annie Murphy and I'm glad she's in more things because she is so underrated and I love her. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, I quite liked the twist and I was like, oh yeah, that's really clever. Maybe it's not clever, but I thought it was really cool. Um, I think it is but that, clever. Yeah, I think but... this series isn't as shocking okay. as others. Mm. Yeah. And I wish well, as a... there was, sorry. Do you wish there was like a more of a big, interesting, mad twist where you're like, this is the maddest shit I've ever seen? I think there's some just really standout episodes in other series. like, mm. But then maybe they're just a really cool project of their time. Like... Yeah. Yeah, because I like it when the episode's got a bit of a message as well, you know, when it's kind of just... Here's a here's a story. Oh my god, did you know after all this that this person was actually a Sasquatch? No, I didn't. That's a good twist. I like it when it's got a bit of a. But I don't know. Talking of like episode the... two, no joke. <laughs> Talking of episode two, bloody Sasquatch involved, didn't it? I'd love a Sasquatch episode of Black Mirror. It'd be great. That'd be cool, Sasquatch. Like, is that big... Sas... is that Bigfoot or are they different? I think they're the same. Sasquatch, Bigfoot. <laughs> I was just, I was used to be proper creeped out. I think do you know that's kind of like, in a way, comes back to Blair Witch Project because scared of the woods. What's in the woods? Don't know. That remember that picture of the Bigfoot man walking past, but like looking back, you scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh Jesus, what is that? Is does that what's out there? Terrifying. Um, not, and I think you're that... not scared of the woods. You're scared of what may be in the woods. Exactly. If anything, that's so deep and profound. I, I ain't scared of the woods at all. All right, I'm just scared of Sasquatches. Sasquai. I'm scared of the dark because I don't know what's out there. <laughs> so oh like, God. What are you? Just take a big industrial powered torch of you at all times. And a dog. Uh, and if anyone attacks you, and a dog, and if anyone attacks you, just blind them. Um, just pepper spray anyone you go past. <laughs> all right, even if they, even if they're not, torch. even if they're not a threat, pepper spray them. All right, because that'll that'll learn you. <laughs> just that little... Don't go walking at night. Someone might pepper spray night. you. Really? It doesn't, it does, I, I get that weird thing where like, I might walk in at night, walk in the dog. And if I see someone else walking a dog, I'll be like, it's a bit late in it to be out with a dog. What are you doing out here? And then I realize, hang on a minute. Yeah. I'm out here too. Uh... When I drive home really late from London, I'm always like, where are you people on the road for? It's really late. And then I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, fine. get home. And you've got plenty home to go to. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I do want to finish Black Mirror. I did enjoy episode two. It's got a bit of a true crime vibe yeah, I did to like it. I think with Black Mirror, though, it's got to a point where I'm just ha- always hanging on for like, okay, what's the interesting, mm. what's the what's the hook? And sometimes episodes, they don't have a hook or they don't need a hook. And in a way, because I've been expecting one, it's almost a bit of a disappointment. But, in a, but I also feel like if it did have a hook, mm. I'd be like, 
oh, it's just a bloody gimmick, this show. So, but what I'm saying is I could never, never be pleased. Ever. <laughs> Ever. I'm too fussy. Two of the episodes are really long. They're like 90 minutes. Okay. I think I did see that, yeah. Mm. Um, cool. Well, I will be checking the rest of it out and I will look forward to discussing it with you once I've watched them. Oh, I will get around to it. Might take me a while, but I'll get around to it. I'll just any anything else that you've seen this week that you wanted to to mention? Have you just been black mirroring? I think it's just black mirroring. I'm trying to watch the end of Ted Lasso. I know oh, that yeah. is no way related That's... to horror at all. I'm on the last episode. So... Last episode ever. I um, I, I I I'm a football fan, but I've never felt the need to to check it out yet. I don't know why. I don't know. It's why. quite wholesome. Yeah, I've heard like that. It. Are there like actual cameos from actual football people as well? Is that right? I mean, if Maybe. there were, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest, the Cristiano Ronaldo walks on. You go, who's this prick? Oh, I know, I know what he would be. Like, it's a, it's kind of set. It is like here, Premier it, League, isn't it? Yeah, but it's yeah. like fictional players, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, do you remember footballers' wives? I don't, yes, I never watched Sky, it, but yeah. On Sky One. I watched that. I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I sure did. Okay. Um, I've watched a couple of things this week. I guess a couple of things aren't really horror. So I watched two big blockbuster movies at the cinema. So I watched Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which was, it was all right. You know, I think if you enjoy Transformers movies, go and check it out. Um, have you seen them? Watched them up until they replaced Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, I think. Oh, yeah. I think he was only in but the I have, I have been to Hong Kong where they filmed it. Like have I you? Had a photo where, like, in this, where they where were. Did you do a little Transformer pose? <laughs> yes. Yes, massively. Whoa, that was. I just, like, transformed. Yeah. This was all right. I just feel like I feel all of these films. I'm always a bit like, well, that was five and a half out of ten. <laughs> I never, I think the first one's amazing, but I just hate how in these films how easily everything's resolved. It's like the world's gonna end if we don't do this thing. What thing have we got to do? All we got to do is press this button, and I'm like, what? Why is it so easy to resolve? Um, so that yeah, it's like there's no stakes, is there? And with I know been, like, zero stakes. So it's like. That. Yeah, like even though the world's gonna end, the stakes are still pretty much at zero. Um, I also I also watched the Flash, which I was. So I guess this could this could be seen as horror adjacent because it's directed by Andy Muschietti, who directed It and It Chapter Two. And I've seen this film's been getting a lot of hate. Um, a lot of people saying it's it's pretty much a shit show, and also that the CGI is 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 dodgy. And I will agree with that. The CGI is dodgy. It's very rubbery. Um, it, I don't know if it is it Aquaman bad. Worse. Oh it is the so here's the thing. I it's so bad that I'm like it can't have been done accidentally. I feel like it's been done on purpose for whatever reason. The aesthetics of the film for some reason are like when the Flash goes super speedy, he also becomes like rubbery because, because I don't know. I don't know. However, I only really watched it for Michael Keaton because. To have Batman coming back for the first time since like 1992 as like, how old is he? 70s? I think he's in his 70s. 
all the Batman stuff is great. All the Batman stuff is like note perfect. They've captured it brilliantly. They've got like the, the Danny Elfman soundtrack. Um, it's honestly great. And I think the less we say about Ezra Miller, the be- the better. I can't really comment on on Ezra's performance because I don't think that's fair because of everything. So I would just say Sasha Cow, Sasha Cow as Supergirl is awesome as well. I think she's great. Um, and story's a bit all over the place. I really enjoyed it. And a lot of the jokes actually landed. I saw a lot of people saying, I didn't laugh once. My my screening didn't laugh once. I laughed loads. Honestly, I did. And with these superhero films, I do get a bit like fatigued by the comedy. And I'm like, oh, I kind of do want to. But I was in there for this one. I was absolutely in there. And there's a couple of cameos, which are like, the most unexpected cameos you could ever get and i'm like shit that's that's awesome like i'm into it like cameos where it's like you know how these superhero films they go here's an actor from a film years ago yeah with this film they're like they're expecting the audience to know not just actors who have been in in previous films but actors who like maybe almost got cast once and then didn't Okay, and th- and then they're in this, so Ooh. so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I guess the last thing I'm not really talking about horror at all. Sorry. Um, the last thing I watched is now this is one of my favorite films. One of my favorite films. All right. Um, so this week, novelist Cormac McCarthy, legendary novelist, died. He passed away, leaving behind like a huge legacy of books. Like so, he wrote No Country for Old Men. Again, I'm just saying this as if you don't know. So apologies. I'm not trying to be. I'm not mansplaining here, right? <laughs> he wrote No Country for Old Men. So I saw the film, No Country for Old Men, in like 2009. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Read the book. And then I was like, I need to read all of the books by this guy. And I read loads of his books, including The Road, which was also made into a movie starring Viggo Mortensen. Um, this is like everyone calls it depressing. Everyone calls it like the most bleak movie ever. I don't reckon it's depressing. Sure. Everyone's dead. There's a boy, there's a man and his son wandering the wasteland where there's like cannibals, raiders, people who want to kill you and steal your stuff and leave you naked, literally. Um, I don't, it's, it's like a weird, oddly hopeful film. It's like, and it's such a lovely relationship between this father and son. Like, I don't know. I think we've seen so many like post-apocalyptic films where like the dad's a bit grizzled and he's like, I, I can't, I can't face showing anything love because I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to lose it eventually anyway. The relationship between the father and son in this is so lovely. The boy's got a little teddy bear. I just, on like, I've seen this film before, but I'm pretty sure it made me cry the first time. This time I was definitely choking up. Oh, oh God. Oh God. Oh, and the book, the book is like, it's, it's really hard to describe like Cormac McCarthy's writing, but something about the book is like, I mean, I think they've captured it really well on screen where it's just like, it's horrible. You're literally reading about, oh, then some cannibals try to eat, eat us and then, and then we had to run away and he's like got one bullet, this guy, and he's like, I'm saving it for myself. <laughs> it's proper horrific, but. I don't know. So it's directed by John Hillcoat, who directed like a few sort of modern westerns, like Lawless with I think Tom Hardy's in that with a cardigan on. Uh, the Proposition, 
with loves a cardigan. Um, loves a cardigan. <laughs> Proposition, which is great, with Guy Pierce and uh, other people. <laughs> That's a good modern western. I felt so. The Road, well, it isn't a western. It's like a post-apocalyptic movie. Mm. It has got sort of like western sensibilities, and the music is by Nick Cave and nice. Nice. and what's his flavor? Um, what's the guy? Oh, Warren Ellis. I said. So yeah, I went back to it, watched it, and I was like, yeah, this is one of my favorite films, definitely. Just like No Country for Old Men, though. That's a banger. Have you seen that one? Have you seen uh, The Road? Yes. No, I feel like I've seen the like the poster for it, but it sounds like it's properly up my street. Oh, like I so feel like good. there's a film that might be like slightly similar. Let's put like The Book of Eli. The guy's blind too. Yes, Denzel. Denzel similar? Washington. Yeah. I guess it's got some similarities. Yeah. This is like a really stripped back post-apocalyptic film where it's like it doesn't explain what's happened do you know what i mean it's not like yeah and then there was a disease and then all the trees died and then all the bees turned into dust i don't know <laughs> it's, it's is like it a film that if they remade it they would cast pedro pascal in it because he is the daddy oh, of yeah but this everything. <laughs> but this is another thing where I've just gone. So obviously this came out, the book came out before. The Road came out in 2009. Last of Us, the game came out in 2013. So it just all feels like a natural progression to these things. And yeah. sure, if if the if Pedro Pascal's wheelhouse is I'm caring daddy type looking precious after cargo. looking after tiny precious cargo. <laughs> yes, of course. Then yeah, this this probably would be that. But that's it's I think when it's done right. It's amazing, isn't it? Hmm. What I hate is when they do it and then they do this. The 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 like dad daddy character. <laughs> the daddy character is all grizzled. He can't you don't love anymore. And he and he and he doesn't. There's no like character progression because obviously um Joel starts out like that, but then after a while he starts to realise. Yeah. Yeah. And the same with Bloody Grogu, baby Oda. <laughs> bloody I, Bloody Grogu. Grogu, the little prick. <laughs> Oh, that's your answer for everything, isn't it, Grogu? Just make, just lift your little hand up. Oh, there's no stakes in that, Mandalorian. What's that? Oh, no. Oh, I know. I ain't the music. I saw a spoof on TikTok where somebody had like dressed their dog like Baby Yoda. Amazing. They were like every Mandalorian episode is like this, and then just did, basically did that. And it's like the the monster comes out, and then Baby Grogu comes out in his little like thing, and then he's like, "I'm really sleepy now." Oh yeah, he goes to sleep, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I he's mean, it's like, not oh, that. Used, used to pull me energy. That's another thing. So the Flash, going back to the Flash, they do do a good thing where if the Flash has been running for ages, he gets absolutely ravenous. Which okay. pretty good. He's like, I need to eat. I'm starving. My metabolism's all over the place, all over uh, the shop. Like I like it when they make superheroes a little bit more normal. Like yeah. they get cuts and bruises and break things. Yeah, it makes them like get like. Yeah, it was. I, 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 it was good. Maybe I'm just. I'm definitely. Do you know sometimes you have weeks where you're just like everything you watch. You're like, this is shit. I hate this. I hate that. This is bollocks. Everything shit. Sometimes I'll just be in a mood where I'm like, do you know what? I'm into it. Even if it ain't perfect, I'm into it. I'm enjoying myself. That I think sort of when thing. you 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 love films so much, um, we could be really like critical, hypercritical of stuff mm. that is just entertainment. 
yeah. and you have to think sometimes you have to step back away from it and be like actually this isn't supposed to be like critically mm. acclaimed BAFTA I think... Oscar winning performances it's just supposed to be fun I think when I get genuinely angry at things is because there's so much awesome stuff out there and I think we're lucky enough to have like seen so many awesome things and so many things we've enjoyed get like movies and TV shows and podcasts and loads of cool things made of it but when you get a bad thing you're a bit like ah they got it right why can't you for fuck's <laughs> sake it's almost like you're just we're just we don't know how lucky we are we're just it's like we're sat in a restaurant eating loads and loads of lovely meals and then someone brings out a plate of shit send it back send it back get it down your neck get rid of um, that. i mean that's pretty much that is pretty much it for what we've been watching i guess a little while into the podcast we should now start officially talking about the film <laughs> even though we spoke about it a bit we did speak about it a bit but we'll we'll dive into the actual official rundown and review of the movie which is book of shadows blair witch 2 blair witch 2 book of shadows book of what is that this the first one, isn't it? Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. What's confusing about this is like it was a sequel to The Blair Witch Project. So I feel like they should have gone The Blair Witch Project, Book of Shadows. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they've gone Book of Shadows, that should be first. And then we'll call it Blair Witch 2. The Blair Witch Project 2? No, no, just Blair Witch 2. The Blair Witch 2? No, just Blair Witch 2. So it's too casual, isn't it? It's just like... Blair Witch 2. Maybe there it? was some rights. Maybe they were like, no, we don't want you to make this film. And they were like, we want to make this film. And then I think stuck at the end. I didn't actually look into this greatly, but I've seen a lot of comments saying that there was a lot of studio interference. So I think the fact that like the original was made for like next to nothing. Yeah. And made loads. Whereas this film had a budget of 15 million. So I think they were a bit more like, right. We can't mess this up. You only because you really you only get one shot. Eminem, you're gonna get one shot at making or a Hamilton. sequel. Is it Hamilton as well? Okay, big bad Hamilton. Linda no, Hamilton. It's got my shot. My shot. You only get one shot at making a sequel to like a huge, like hugely successful film, don't you? Literally, like so. Obviously, they're making a sequel to the Joker, to Joker, which was successful, made a billion dollars at a box office. What? Now they're going chuck lady gaga into the mix as well and i'm I'm a bit like oh i mean uh, yeah 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 i'm sure it'll be great but still you're like whoa hey oh i'm not so sure like i feel like that imagine like studio executives parting with like 15 million dollars terrifying terrifying um okay so blair witch no i can't i still can't say it right book of shadows blair witch 2 is a Two, year 2000 American horror film directed and co-written by Joe Berlinger. It stars Jeff, Jeffrey Donovan, Stephen, ba- Stephen Barker Turner, Kim Director, playing someone called Kim. God, just because she couldn't, she, every time someone said Kim, she went, what? Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> the plot revolves around a group of people fascinated by the mythology surrounding the film The Blair Witch Project. They go into the Black Hills where the original film was shot and experience supernatural phenomena. Is that it? That's, that's a spoiler, isn't it? Um, so it's got 4.0 on IMDb. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got 14% critic score. Yes, out of 100. <laughs> and 18% audience score. Sometimes you see like a big sort of jump in those numbers, a big difference, but no. 
1.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I've got wow. some choice reviews here from Letterboxd users. Uh, a bit of a cross-section. So Emperor Cupcake says, This movie contains no Book of Shadows. Discuss. I stole that a little bit for what I mentioned earlier. Yeah. It contains no Book of Shadows. That is, in its own right, um, false advertising. Ali says, that's, Oh, Emperor Cupcake gave it two stars out of five. Ali nice. says, I don't understand the hate towards it, but I'm also willing to admit that I might be blinded by 2000s nostalgia and a good soundtrack. Four and a half stars. Why? And just for context, I was talking about The Road, which I loved. I gave The Road four and a half stars. I didn't even give it five. Wow. Ali's gone nuts. Uh, And then Cliff says, a surprisingly nasty and mean-spirited sequel that was massively slated on release, being seen as a step backwards after the Blair Witch Project's groundbreaking use of found footage and internet marketing. Three and a half stars. That's still pretty high, Cliff. Yes, Cliff. Um, And Suspirian Knight says, I'm just here for the goth chick. (laughs) Three stars. (laughs) So So Kim Director, who plays said goth chick, I always she she is at horror conventions all the time. People love it and people love her. So if anything, if we could take anything away from this movie is the fact that her performance in this is considered like one of the definitive goth horror roles. I mean, I know you've got The Craft and you've got Morticia and you've got Elvira and you've got Wednesday Adams, but still, this is a definitive turn of the century, I guess off role um and i think there's that was the one thing i remember from from when i first saw it when i was however old i was because i think my my tastes in in the opposite sex were being crafted at that time and i was like ah, bloody goff she looks like that little cartoon character from in kerrang do you remember that the little <laughs> what was it called i don't remember <laughs> cartoon character comic strip she was called Pandora. There we go. Of course she was called Pandora. Classic goth name. Classic. Um, but apart from that, this film is just a weird, weird film. It gets it does so many things that annoy me about movies anyway. But even like I've gone back to a lot of like 2000s horror movies that I kind of liked and gone back to them. They do a lot of stuff similar and this film is kind of guilty of it as well i think so this was so not only was this your first time watching this film but this was your first time watching any blair witch project film i feel like i've done you a disservice there lauren i'm sorry i feel like it was funny because we had a conversation didn't we and i was like shall i watch the original first and should i watch the other one and then you were like actually no just watch it as a solo like single thing because I think, because was... initially, initially I was like, it's good to have context, but I thought I'd give you a bit of context. Just, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you're aware of the Blair Witch Project and like what it is and yeah. and everything. But at the same time, like as I've already mentioned, it's weird because this sequel isn't like a follow-on to those events. It's like the film actually exists within the realms of yeah. it, and it still exists. Wait. Does it still exist as a piece of fiction, though? It does, doesn't it? Or does it exist as, like... I, What I got from it is that it exists happened. as a... Yeah. As a yeah. piece of fact. Tourists and fans of the Blair Witch Project, it kind of says. So, 
where the film was set. Well, it says where the film was set. So they obviously knew it was a film, but yeah. to be fair, now I've, now I've actually thought about it, I am a bit like, yeah, but does it exist as a movie? Because obviously the meta thing would be it exists as a film. I can't even remember. Do we see anyone like on a talk show or anything like that? I think we do. Well, they're like, there's like tourists. Aren't they? They're like the people that live there have got yeah. like, they've made t-shirts and little like wicker yeah. things and like, so I fit the dirt from it and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm thinking it exists as a movie, as a fictional yeah. movie. And they're Sorry, like the other townspeople are like, stop coming to our town. You, I'm sick of it. Here. I've had a fucking enough. People want people are like arriving and like they want to buy dirt <laughs> and buy buy a rock. <laughs> I do want to I genuinely do want to go to Burkittsville. I do. It's something I, I I've kind of planned a bit of a like a horror mo- horror movie tour slash pilgrimage and that's one of the places that's I want to cool. go. I don't really care if there's nothing there. Just want to have a little mill about. Come out, Blair Witch. <laughs> Come out, Blair Witch, you slag. Take your old little uh VCR recorder. Ah <laughs> oh, there there was something from the original right, I'll, I'll tell you the fit so a couple of things that genuinely spook like were spooky from the original. Um because I watched the original before I watch this as well, just because I don't know. I want to be fresh. Everything be fresh. Those little stories at the start, where like townspeople are kind of talking about the Blair Witch and various things, the ones that seem genuine. There's one in the Blair Witch Project where like this little old lady is talking about how she saw the Blair Witch when she was a kid, and it's proper creepy because she's like this woman kid who came up to me, this old woman, and she like her arms are really hairy. She was like covered in like almost like a really coarse, dark fur. And she opened her shawl up. She did like a, she flashed her essentially. Um, and she was all hairy on the body. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, that's creepy. And there's someone else who described seeing something similar, but they were like, oh, but she was like floating. Like it all seems proper creepy. Whereas this, this film got so, so much opportunity to like in, introduce some of this, these creepy visuals. And they just go, load of ghost kids from the victorian era or something load of ghost kids been down a mine yeah now they're walking in the street just make them look gray all victorian kids are gray but this is like a 2000s horror trope as well just like ghostly not even just ghostly kids but like ghostly gray sunken eyed people who just like appear in the middle of the road or just appear in a mirror (laughs) and they've all got a terribly like oliver accent please sir i'd like some more Bloody hell, I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. I'm so angry. Oh, uh, okay. So it looks like, so I'm looking at the cast now and I was a bit like, oh, her name's Kim playing someone called Kim. Everyone, all the actors yeah. play. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I mean, I've just noticed that. Did you know? When I was watching the credits, I was like, everyone else is credited as an actor and then they're all credited as their names. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but you see, but obviously the director was all like, um, yeah, so uh, I'm just—I want to keep it real, guys. All right, okay. And I know this is a movie, but to me, it's life. So, all of you guys need to be playing characters. We're just going to be your real names. It's going to be believable. You can just imagine that on set, can you? Just imagine it. Um, you are Kim. I am Kim, but you are Kim. But I am. Yeah, I am Kim. You're yeah, got... but you know. Are you with God in I... real life? You are now. Oh yeah, that that is another thing, isn't it? Because you kind of do hope that she was would be a goth in real life. I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, I imagine if you're not a goth, it'd be fun to play a goth. 
wouldn't it? Um, so yeah, there are some. So I'm just looking here in a note. There's like archive footage based on fictionalized versions of themselves, and there's obviously bits from film critics talking about the Blair Witch Project as well. So yeah, it definitely exists in terms of uh, just as a movie, original movie, didn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is just set. I think the year after the footage was found, or the same year that the movie came out, 1999. So tourists and fans of the Blair Witch Project descend on the small town of Burkittsville, Maryland, where the film was set. And local resident, 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 Jeff, and it says a former psychiatric patient and obsessed fan orchestrates a group tour of locations featured in the film. I don't like, and you tell me where you stand on this. I don't like when a film starts, and obviously this film starts with like people in custody with police, and police like going, "Tell us what happened," and there's like a flashback, and it tells you what happened. I don't like that because I know that we're going to eventually get there, and I mean, yeah. very, very rarely it works, and you go, "Okay, it's gone full full circle now." I like it, but I think a film like this it doesn't earn it, and. The fact that we get that and all the psychiatric patient stuff was weird. I didn't really know what was going on. He had a load of toothpaste in his mouth at one point, didn't he? It's <laughs> a baking soda. It, I was like, even that, that is a really long tube that they're putting in his nose. And I'm thinking, like, I don't think I don't think that would fit in his nose. Like oh. it's it was really thick. What but what like, what did that add to it? I like what? that's the sort of stuff that just didn't need to be in it. Like like mm. the flashbacks, flash forwards, like you have to, like you were saying, like you have to earn those like full circle moments. Like they have mm. to definitely be earned in a film. And I just thought this is just too easy. You're trying to make it too edgy. Like mm. it would have been yeah. fine if you just hadn't bothered. <laughs> like, there was, was a lot of weird like... stuff. I feel like they need to strip away all the complicated stuff, like the flashbacks. No, the fact that this guy was, was a, in a psychiatric unit no the fact that kim the goth is like a bit of a sidekick for some reason yeah like the the way that it was like if you're gonna do a flashback like that obviously like make it shorter make it more like a shot like a, a scare like a jump scare like i make yeah. it a lot darker like he's like in a white padded room like that's not, it was it was proper mu- music it, it was proper like music, video. Was music video it didn't allow you know when someone do a video with like a <laughs> Yeah, straight you know when someone like up. rushes rushes around with a straight jacket and then they speed it up, so they're like, <laughs> oh god! I, but again, I, it's two thousand, so you probably were like, wow. This well, is one straight. of the producers MTV for this. I swear that I saw that in the credits, like because that uh, would explain so much. Produced by Bill, or it was like Ca- it had some Carrero type, had some kind of MTV like oh, okay influence maybe I don't know like. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe it. Or did, maybe, but... maybe they're like MTV News was one of the newscasters, like recorded, like mm. commenting yeah, on it at possibly. the beginning. Because then I was like, this is very MTV early two thousands, late nineties, like yeah, the whole thing. It, it just felt like that. It just that's the thing. It's like it's a popular movie, and we're just gonna like go right down the middle with everything that that's kind of like mainstream and popular and 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 very two thousands. Oh yeah, is that a goatee or is it like a soul patch? No, <laughs> it's like a a nineties goatee. Like yeah, Tickly. you can literally like that spiky hair shot that you have is like 
oh, that film was made in the late 90s, early 2000s. There and why is. Is he t- why is he telling everyone to make coffee for him all the time? Really rudely. If he likes coffee so much, why is his coffee Why is it in the fridge? And why is why it, is in, it the in the fridge? fridge? It's out of date. Who's keeping coffee grinds in the fridge out of date? Yeah, who's he think he is? He's one of those people who's made coffee his personality. We all know someone like that. Sorry, don't speak to me till I've had my coffee. <laughs> no, I haven't had my coffee yet. Out the way, like a mug, which just says like, I don't know, cut me and I bleed. Arabica beans. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, is that coffee? <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's but, um... like, um, like those mugs that are like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Yeah, that, you exactly it that. And it says UNT underneath. UNT. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's completely different. I thought you were going to say lift up. It says you can speak now. No. UNT <laughs> underneath it. Um, yeah, that's weird. And then there's like, a woman who's like a she's like a witch, but like a daughter of a minister, and she's and she, and that doesn't it, exist. Doesn't exist, and she like inappropriately gets horny with one guy. Although was that like a dream sequence? Oh my god, that literally came out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, I'm absolutely devastated because this terrible thing's happened. We just lost our baby, and she's like, she just had a miscarriage. And then she goes, well, you haven't had one, so. Sort me out. <laughs> it's amazing. I was like, oh, wait, when I say amazing, I mean that oh. escalated quickly. His character yeah. had no like. Also, no that guy, no, no, like, no disrespect to this guy. That guy, that guy. How old is he? Everyone else kind of seems. <laughs> is this man forty-five? <laughs> I thought he what? was like the parent. <laughs> what are you doing, hanging around with all these kids? What are you doing, hanging around with all these kids? Is this another thing where we perceived the year two thousand? He's actually sixteen. <laughs> we've just gone he's bloody ancient uh okay so obviously what's his face jeff is doing the the tour locations uh all these people who are who are meeting are like graduate students and Stephen and his pregnant girlfriend tristan are researching like mythology mass hysteria to like write about this blair witch thing they haven't even agreed on the title of it they're like mythology and hysteria and he's like mythology or hysteria you twat um so they've obviously play, paid jeff to like take him to the locations featured in the film in burkittsville and they think he's been doing it for ages but it's actually the very first tour because on the website he's written hundreds of customers satisfied when in fact that's just because he's been selling a load of dirt <laughs> handful of dirt and a, a load a, of dirt a load of dirt and a bloody a stick figure and a stick figure and some t-shirts and some t-shirts i mean to be fair he's making the best out of a he's got a lot of stock when they go back to his house yeah it's unbelievable he's got no coffee and no no, literally no food in the house um but these people are the worst these people are the worst guests as well because as soon as they go to his house it's not really a house don't they say it's like an abandoned something warehouse or something like that it is too cool for that guy to live there <laughs> like, yeah. like when i arrived i was like he does not he did not do this this is no no no, no. <laughs> but they were so they're the worst house guests ever they literally were like rude as fuck i was also thinking hang on a minute they've paid for this tour why have they suddenly decided to just keep it as house? oh i guess it's the miscarriage and that that sort of keeps them there that's a really weird plot point that that's a weird and unnecessary plot point why does that have to happen? One of could have just like twisted her ankle or something. Oh, I've twisted my ankle. I got to go to hospital. Or I need to go and lie down. 
No, they made a horrible miscarriage subplot. The, and the, it really irritated me because the like the hospital scene, the nurse is dressed really like. Oh yeah, you said fashion. that, didn't you? Like the the nurse's uniform is like from decades oh, before, so it's maybe like, that was. Checking that was is, maybe done on p- purpose, or is this yeah, but different? it doesn't. There's nothing else to kind of follow it up. Like it's really like a singular thing yeah. that like is she like an old you know like kind of like a nurse ratchet kind of like that kind of era of nurse, and then you're just like, oh, that's just that's just weird. That's just a weird costume choice that they thought. Yeah, yeah just make her in a 1950s. It could have come back you know, to that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's another thing because the Blair Witch does all the time loop stuff so well. Yeah. Um. But like subtly, could have easily done something like that if it wanted to. But and yeah. maybe it did, but it was just never clear, was it? And then cut. So where... Maybe they cut bits out. I don't know. So Kim, the goth, they meet up with her. She's like lying on a grave, smoking a smoking a Lambert and Butler. I love how she's got like one leg, one leg up and one leg down. She's like every teenage boy that likes metal and rock, like. That's, they were like, we need to lie you in this position. Yeah, that's right. That's how she would lie. On a grave as well, obviously. On a grave, yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. like, I've been driving for two days. Didn't she say something like that? Where'd she come from? <laughs> Where did she come from? Where did she go? Where did she come from? Goth girl Kim. She came from <laughs> somewhere, but now she's arrived. And they're all... Yeah, so basically, this whole tour is just walking around the woods for a bit. Then they bump into like some other people who are on, on a different tour. Like... Terrible characterization. I can't remember. <laughs> were they tourists. like so? So essentially, they're, like, they're tourists, and they were Asian, weren't they? Yeah, and yeah. a German and, tourist, and a German tourist, and a guy. <laughs> and then the guy, like, then didn't Jeff? Well, I can't remember what Jeff said to the other guy who was like doing the tour. Get off my patch, <laughs> you twat. Um, the, the tree, the disappearing tree. <laughs> it's a shit tour, and it? it's a shit. Talk. Put some effort in, for God's <laughs> sake, Jeff. You're literally just wandering around the woods with a camera, and then going, "This tree didn't used to be here, but now it is." And they <laughs> and they do all go like, "Oh, spooky! We're scared." Why would they have a tree in the middle of the house? Oh, just shitting it. Um. So, but this is the thing. I kind of thought with this film originally, like, okay, they're going to spend the night in the woods or right by Rustin Parr's house, the ruins of Rustin Parr's house. So Rustin Parr um, in the Blair Witch legend was a fella, like a hermit man who lived in the forest, abducted seven kids and killed them in like the 1940s, murdered them all in his basement in the, they which was the house. The Victorian they weren't <laughs> from the Victorian age. No, no. But that's um, what they dressed him as. Well, I don't know if it was even supposed to be that. Well, I guess so. Yeah. Forties. <laughs> when was the forties? Well, we've got to do them in black and white because all the photos we got from there is in black and white. So the world must have just been black and white. Okay, that's how it worked. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, he, he so the whole the whole thing about that is that he murdered them in his basement. He said the Blair Witch told him to do it, and he killed them in twos because he didn't like one looking at the other when he killed them. So he got one to stand in the corner, and then killed the other one. And that's obviously the famous shot at the end of the original Blair Witch Project where. A guy stood in the corner, and then suddenly the person holding the camera gets clunked, KO'd. That's and again, I like that. I think that's really good. It's good because it, it establishes that early on that that's what Rustin Parr did, and that by the time this happens in the final scene, you're the person putting it together and going, "Oh shit!" Just like that. Oh my god. So what is killing it? 
What is killing them? Is it the Blair Witch? Is it Rust Empire? What the fuck? Don't know. The film ends. That is great. I think it's just done really well and it's genuinely like creepy. Whereas this, the fact that they spend the night in the woods, the same woods which everybody in the first film get lost in and can't get out of for days on end. This one, they just go, yeah, we just spent the night and now we're going back home. <laughs> That's it. It's so inconsequential. They don't just spend the night. They, you know, appear well, to, yeah. Well, they don't, they don't, well, we don't think they do originally. We just well, think they have a standard base. Okay. They black so, out. They all black out. If you're making, if you're making a film, Lauren, in the early 2000s, and all your characters are doing drugs, doing <laughs> marijuana, doing a marijuana. What song can you choose to represent this the best? Oh, I don't. It's going to be Queen of the Stone Age. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. Feel good hit of the summer. <laughs> all, all the drugs written down. The most edgy song that's ever been written. Right. Okay. Josh Hom wrote this. At the end of a four-day bender, I bet he did. I bet he was like, really, I can't even list what I've been taking. I'm going to list it. <laughs> I'm going to list it in lyric form. It's just the the editing, the like the effects on the camera, is sort of like juddery, whooshing around. One of them, at one point, I was like, is that crack pipe? What the fuck? What's going on? Calm the fuck down. I don't think it was a crack pipe. But still, for a second, I did think it was a crack pipe. Calm the fuck down, Jeff. Jesus. Um. <laughs> And they all fall asleep and pass out, yeah. But when they when they awake, it's snowing or something. <laughs> it's so it's like I all paper like falling down. The yeah. first time I was like, and then you know okay. when you're like watching it, you're like, right, okay, not snow, ash, and then you're like, yeah. oh, it's like dissertation, PhD or whatever. Like his dissertation that he's only got one copy of, paper form. <laughs> He's not got saved anywhere. He's not got on a floppy disk or anything like that. I've taken every single piece of paper with me on this trip, even though I know I'm going to be sleeping outside and, you know, it could rain, could get soggy. And now it's just been shredded into, into, into dust. Like also, is there a shredder? Did I see a shredder? It's incredibly shredded, isn't it? Because it didn't do it. I swear I saw a shredder. Oh, like, what? <laughs> For real? I don't know if I was just at this point of the film. I reckon. Like, what reckon is happening here? The filmmakers accidentally left it in shot. And they're like dancing around. <laughs> Dance around with the shredder. I don't remember that, but it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't. <laughs> or they've got like some hamsters nearby or little guinea pigs to shred up the paper. Come on. Get on with it. We've got to do the next shot. Oh. Done so much. Hurry up. I'm not um, getting paid for this. Slave labor, animal labor. Um, so yeah, they camp they camp for the night, they wake up, that happens. Everyone everyone kicks off going nuts. Um, everyone's over the top in this, and they oh my god. Um, there is a lot of demonstrating. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and is now when they find those tapes. I think it's Oh is yeah, and then she um, Kim is like the tapes are under that floorboard in that corner that no it's one just, would ever find. It's just so unnecessary. I don't understand. I was the point told of it. by the owl. So yeah, she. So yeah, Jeff's cameras have like been destroyed essentially, and obviously he's fuming. Um, 
But he's like, where are my tapes? My tapes are gone as well. And she goes, oh, yeah, it's the owl, isn't it? The owl with weird human eyes. <laughs> um, She goes, those tapes, they're, oh, they're under <laughs> the floorboards just there. How would you know that? I just know, okay? Like, that's not how anybody communicates. Like, if you thought that, you'd go, uh, why don't you just check under those floorboards there? Have you checked under there? Sorry? No, I haven't. Why? Just have a little look. I don't know. You wouldn't say, I, I just know, right? Because I'm fucking psychic. Because no one would go, <laughs> all right. It's just not normal. I know. That's why it's so vague. Because the dialogue is so terrible. Because they're like, <laughs> what are you telling me? Well, I'm telling you this. <laughs> just like, it's exactly that, isn't it? Like, okay. Why is everyone else angry? Like, I can understand the guy being angry because his dissertation's been shredded. <laughs> and the guy with the cameras have been shred as as fuming as well. Everyone else is just off the nut as well. Plus, if you'd have a, had a night where you'd been, you know, drinking, smoking, and you'd passed out, no one would wake up with that much energy. Oh my you'd God, wake no. up like in the woods the when it's been cold. Yeah, what do they do? Just sleep in the. They they literally barebacked. They had a bareback night out where they just. <laughs> No, no coverage, no tents. They didn't have tents, did they? Did they have tents? I don't know. I can't remember if there was tents. They literally slept on, in sleeping bags on the cold, dry earth, like The Last of Us. But this isn't a fucking apocalypse. This is. No. They could sleep in a hotel if they wanted to. I um, mean, I've been to festivals. It's cold at night. Yeah, it really With is. Little princess layer that I take. Princess what? I take a little layer. Like when I oh, when I, I go camping, I thought you said a princess Leia. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take a little princess Leia with me. Princess Leia, princess Carrie, Leia, Carrie Ann Fisher. What? She's dead. <laughs> I've just got I'll a gold every Leia time I go to a festival. Jesus, and I guarantee there's a Jabba the Hutt like figure at a festival as well. <laughs> Come here, chain you up. The first chance he gets. Um. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> so yeah, find find those tapes, and then they go back to Jeff's place. Uh, oh no, well they didn't go back to Jeff's place initially because Tristan, the young lady who's this is the thing. Kim asks her how far along she is pregnant wise, and what does she say? Six weeks. Six weeks. Is she? Are you? Do you have a baby bump at six weeks? I don't think so. Oh. But how does Kim know then? My name's Kim, right? Forget clear blue pregnancy tests. You don't need them, okay? Waste of money. Sometimes people take more than one pregnancy test just to be sure. <laughs> Fuck that. Get me round, and I'll and I'll know immediately. Have you got any? Have you got any VHS tapes missing as well? I'll find them too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> any owls? I'll find you an owl. Any owls? I'm hungry for an owl. <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously it establishes that Tristan's pregnant, and then not long after that, she's bleeding from from downstairs area uh, and they rush her to the Burkittsville hospital where she suffers a miscarriage. Now this is, this is kind of weird because she sees like a girl, like a weird sort of like specter of a girl when she's there. The nurse is in like old nurse outfit. Am I kind of thinking that I kind of thought it would be interesting if they were kind of suggesting that oh, they have, they haven't actually officially left the, the sort of spooky haunted woods they're still in this world like a sort of silent hill like world or something like that but i don't think it commits to that well enough 
because there are other characters that exist in this place as well. Um, what is that little spooky girl about? I mean, she did she, she did shit me up a little bit because I just don't like little girl ghosts. Little girl ghosts. Do you know what? If you can say anything good about it, there's that that ghost and the one that like scares her boyfriend a little bit later when he opens the thing and it's on the bridge. Yeah, that little the same girl ghost. Ugh. Kind of effective, and I don't know. I already mentioned some of the games, but some some of the there were like PC games in the early two thousands, like the Blair Witch, something about Rust in Pie, and it was all set in the past. Um, you were kind of like a police detective in I don't know what year, sort of investigating these murders. Well, yeah, I guess the forties then. If that makes sense, it must have been the forties. In my head, I'm thinking it was, it was earlier than that. So those little Victorian kids throw me off. Um, but there were these weird, like ghostly little specters that would like come into the frame, and sometimes you'd open a door, and a ghost would like just like pass through you, or like just go off into a corner. It was really spooky. So I think of everything, that is the only thing that's like effective of, of this film. Those little spooky little girl ghosts. I don't know why it ghosts. Like I love haunting of Hill House. But I had to watch it in the daytime because I don't really. I was uh, living in Thailand at the time, so I watched it on my phone because I was terrified. Oh, wow. <laughs> that That's really, how it was meant to be seen. That really tiny... shit me up. I can't watch it on a big screen. It's too scary. <laughs> well, yeah, because all the ghosts are in the background, aren't they? I'm and, like, uh... Ugh! Ugh! don't like it. It's a bloody ghost over there. Um. So yeah, when she's discharged for some reason, the group goes back to Jeff's house. Because Jeff, who is only really just taking them on a tour that they've played it, could easily say, right, I'm off home now. See you later. Good, safe journey back, wherever you're going. For some reason, he's like, he's... they're like, oh, we're coming to your gaff, for some, which is like a factory converted into some sort of... It reminded me of The Crow, slightly, but like a... Yeah. Early yeah. 2000s, like, homage to The Crow with that big yeah. window at the back. Yeah. Bit of a gothic like chains hanging everywhere. It's got yeah, like a, like, it's got like industrial. A Very industrial. It's got like a mezzanine. Yeah. Um. So Tristan, who's had the miscarriage, goes and rests, and the group go and review Jeff's tapes. And while they're reviewing the tapes, uh, they go, "That's she's bloody naked in it. She's starkers. She's absolutely whatever words are there for naked. She's in her birthday suit over here." <laughs> In the buff. She's in the buff. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, in the, the buff. And of course, Erica's like, I was never naked. That's a complete lie and and, uh, and fabrication. Have you done that? You dirty pervert. So she's like spinning around. Uh, so apparently it's a tree, but I was like, stripper pole? Because it was so It was so pole like. It was like. I was like, why is there a stripper pole appeared? Yeah. And, and of course, it's, it's like, in the place of where that big tree was before, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he- and here it says, distraught. Erica claims she has no memory of the event and goes and goes into another room to pray. <laughs> Did she? Oh, well, she she puts all the like the wicker stuff out and she starts like. I, if I was Jeff, I'd be like, listen, listen, okay. Now I know you've all experienced a group tragedy. One of your friends had a miscarriage. That's terrible. I'm letting you stay in my stay in my place, stay in my house, but also my place of work, free of charge, for the rest of the day and evening. Don't go making little wicker wiccan. <laughs> whatever you're doing, does she make a fire as well? Don't do that. That's rude. 
candles. There's always loads of candles in these places. Yeah. You don't just go into someone's house and do that, do you? Um, and I think around about now, Eric, uh, Kim notices she's got like an horrible, dirty rash on her back. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Syphilis. Um, and <laughs> Erica's got the, the rash as well, but hers are more like symbols, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and she sort of says, oh, we've all been marked for death now because of this, because of these icons on our bodies. I don't know. Weird, isn't it? Um, does the this... guy have them on his chest? And then... The guy's got them on his chest, and then there's like a weird dream sequence where she like tries to shag him and then like scratches him. And then and then they both just like wake up at the table. Ah, that was bloody weird. I'll tell you what was weird, right? Sit even if it was a dream sequence, weird that you're getting involved in some sort of sexual scenario with a young lady while your girlfriend's in the next room having just had a miscarriage and you're like distraught, but you're like, I am distraught, but I gotta admit, I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> sort me out. Um but yeah, it's just a dream sequence, so it's fine to ignore that. It's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, because he gives in way too easily. He does. And all it takes is just like a bit of massaging. Bit of massage. Like, she's like, massage it because that feels good. It feels really fucking like, good, actually. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, even if it's a dream, I, I kind of I do kind of hate like dream sequences when they happen like almost like live in the middle of a scene. Because yeah. I understand it's supposed to be like a supernatural thing and perhaps your mind's altered in some way. But I don't know. It just takes me out because I feel like it's only ever used as a mechanism to make the audience go, well, this is a bit out of sorts. I'm not sure what I'm making yeah. this. This, this and character then, is a little unhinged. Yeah. And then immediately take take you out of it and go, well, that was kind of pointless. That's what they were thinking of doing to that person. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But still, I'm not sure if I'd buy it. Um, quite popular. I've seen it in quite a lot of things recently. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's used a hell of a lot. I just don't know if I like it. I no, it, it takes me out a little bit. Yeah, like when a character murders another character, and you're like, "Holy shit! I can't believe this has just happened!" And then they'll like snap out of it and go, "I was just thinking about murdering that person." Yeah, I just go, like, oh. "Oh fuck off!" Because then you've got like a you've garnered like an extreme response from me, and it's just yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Um, so yeah, right about now is when Kim is like looking for some alcohol and coffee and that <laughs> a little corner shop, but it's like again maybe this for the is time loop. Mad. Like the guy, the guy is like fixing the drinks thing, and then the lady with the the trolley like like rams into her. I feel like we're making too much of the time loop. I feel like this film has disregarded that as an option. We're looking into it, thinking, oh, it could be this. I, this just proves it. So she goes to go in, and like the three kids outside the place say to her, "All right, Morticia, uh, I got something you could <laughs> was it? I got something you could suck the blood out of." Jesus, he's <laughs> like twelve. Yeah, and she says, "Whip it out!" Then she does say that. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like inside is inside the shop is the most um, unnecessarily judgmental and aggressive. Everyone like hate goths. Oh, what's that? Dressed all in black, are you slag? Um, and then the person working there. It's just weird. The dialogue's very strange, isn't it? The dialogue's yeah. just too much. The way she like flicks her like name. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's really gonna provoke. Her. Ring it up. Ring um, it up. 
It's weird because it seems like no one wants a server. I guess it's almost like is it because she's involved with Jeff, who's like bringing, or oh, she's an outsider coming in because of the Blair Witch stuff. But also on top of that, a bloody goth. There's even a weird bit where like the sheriff later on says to her like, "You think wearing black makeup and black clothes gives you some sort of power, do you?" Oh what? yeah, because he makes her remove it, doesn't he? He makes her remove all the like makeup. When she's put this fl- put this flowery dress on. Do your hair up in pigtails. Come on. Call, you that, you're, call yourself Peggy. You're goth. Peggy. Oh yeah, Peggy. Poor Peggy. Um. <laughs> so yeah, she bu- she buys the beer, and then when she leaves, like the kids like throw rocks at the van. <laughs> then she smashing. crashes into the tree, but then is able to drive away. <laughs> she crashes into right. So this is what I thought. She crashes in, so the ghosts of these Victorian children appear in the street and she, like, swerves out the way. I feel like that van belonged to somebody um, on set and they were like, oh, we've got to crash the van now. And they've gone, oh, don't. I love that van. And they've gone, we'll crash it incredibly slowly, okay? <laughs> we'll crash it so slowly that to the naked eye, it will appear like... <laughs> I feel like it's not crashing because it literally goes I reckon about five miles an hour into that tree maybe even less boom and, it, and, and I the think sound she effect says, is like boom <laughs> and I think she even says oh sorry I dented your fender but I'm like did you? it looks fine yeah um, she literally just starts it straight back up there's no like uh, no. she's like sure yep sure cool bye bye and when she gets back to the to the place there's like a nail file in the bottles of beer, which like belonged to to Peggy, and she like stabs her hand. Not that sharp. Not that sharp. I mean, if it was like completely propped up, and you and you put your hand in there like that, <laughs> I can imagine. But she, yeah, yeah. be careful. Um, I thought she'd like cut it on the ring, the you know, like the. I thought maybe like one of the bottles of beer had smashed because she just had a car car crash. Yeah, that would have made that sense. Would make way more sense. Yeah. Anyway, Not so I think she explains to Jeff, oh, sorry, I did crash your car, crash your van a bit. I wouldn't even say anything. That's such a minor crash. I'd go, I go, I had a completely fine um, eventless drive to the shop. Um, yeah, I did, she doesn't even talk about his back window being smashed in. No. <laughs> it's just the exactly. That's when he goes, coffee, get me a coffee. And they make go, oh, I doesn't get any coffee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she does. She does bring a thing of coffee out, doesn't she? Because then she goes, he goes, well, where's my it's bloody the stuff coffee? That's already in the fridge. Oh yeah, that's what I do. He, if he asked me like that, I would give him the old shit. Um, and then it, the next morning, uh, this is weird because I kind of thought it was just going to be an uh, like a an all night thing. This film, and when when a horror film feels like that, and then suddenly it goes the next morning, it is always a bit of a shock. You know, like, oh, okay, you kind of you feel a bit safe for a second, don't you? Um, and he goes, "Oh, you bet you you smashed me, <laughs> smashed me fender in, did you? Let's have a little look out the window to see how the van's doing." Jesus Christ! It's literally like he just not drive that <laughs> The person whose van it was on set went, "Whoo!" Got away with it there, and they've gone. What's the next scene? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> van is obliterated beyond any. It's it's a it's a write off. I'm afraid and he's got That's a lot of I love that van. So th- th- this stuff sort of interesting where it 
starts to isolate them and this was kind of interesting because it was a bit like the evil dead or any of the evil dead films where you're stuck in a place but now you can't get away because i think one of them like witnessed or visualizes the bridge being missing like from yeah, the... it falls down and then that's uh, right the, the guy that's really old i can't remember any of their names uh the guy that's older is like got amazing amazing upper body strength until the last very moment when he's like help me like literally when i watched it he was like he was like oh yeah like climbing up the bits really quickly and then <laughs> right at the end he's like help me oh. i can't i can't get up you know what he did then he, he used up all his uh all his adrenaline he used yeah, all sure. his adrenaline up and he got to the end he went my adrenaline's on zero um, yeah uh so yeah and the dog happened? door the dog door alarm like really oh yeah <laughs> super confused me it was so i think from this point onwards i <laughs> it's a fever was, dream i was baffled by everything every distinguishable thing because this is the, it just doesn't feel like the fact that they stay in the woods that feels blair witch but from here from there onwards it just feels like any generic 2000s horror movie uh yeah. i'm i'm thinking like the remake of house on haunted hill where all the there are loads of like weird wobbly ghosts um it just kind of felt like that and it, i guess it was kind of more rather than there being like an actual external threat coming to attack everybody it was almost like all of it was like psychological i guess yeah or like turning really the characters strange. on each other yeah. yeah, it just like really escalated, and you were like, uh... "Yeah." One one thing that these films like to do, and they do it next, is a character will vanish, and then everybody just goes, "We've got to find this person immediately." If we don't find them, who knows what's happened? So I think it's so Erica, the witch, the witch girl, is the one who's miss missing, and they're like all searching the house. Um, it's and... the way that Jeff looks in the cupboard. Oh yeah, <laughs> to begin with, and then. Obviously, ah! like, yeah, like he's like, no one's here. Um, and then I was like, okay, okay, because at first I was like, why is he looking at the fucking cupboard? Yeah. <laughs> but don't they ring like her dad at his office as well? Oh like, yeah, I, and then, like, I feel like in any scenario, right, in any scenario where someone's gone missing, what, like, at what point are you going to ring their parents? I feel like if someone's gone missing, you call the police before you call their parents, right? Yeah. Like, imagine you were like. In a in a foreign country, and someone's gone missing, and he ring their dad like in, uh, Luton. All right, just to let you know, daughter's missing. Don't know if you've seen her, have you? What? No, well, no, because I'm miles away. What are you ringing me for? Uh, but then, but this point is, it serve it serves only to give us that shock of him going, I have no children, and yeah. it just it raises so many questions. I'm like. Why have they got his number? Yeah, why do they know? Why do they know who he is? Because you mean well, she does. You... She does say. Erica oh, she does, does say who her dad is. It's she just weird. He's some kind of minister. It's just uh, weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the owl. But the owl, owl is obviously looking in occasionally. Um. Then I guess I guess Kim eating it is a dream sequence as well, right? It just like bursts through the door, but then it's the door Dead. the window but it's like half in flight and it's like just a stuffed owl like Arr! bad taxidermy yeah um taxidermy. yeah it's definitely the best another uh, for another day. 
so what else has happened? Tristan's like off his nuts. That's the older guy. He's going, he's doing some weird stuff. He's seeing some weird stuff. Um, the county sheriff Cravens, interesting name. Um, <laughs> his he accent inv- is the worst. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a perfect triangle smashed out of his front two teeth as well. Like someone's just come at him with a Toblerone, a, min- a miniature Toblerone, rock hard, straight out of the fridge. Bang! <laughs> have that yeah he calls jeff to inform him that remember that other tour group yeah they've been fouled they've been found disemboweled on coffin rock i know it was you you twat look turn on the on the news and he's like it was you look at me I'm on the oh yeah he's on the telly yeah that's good though i like that uh, i'll catch you boy i got lo- your number now I'd love to do that. I'd love to threaten someone through the TV. That'd be great. Imagine knowing you're on TV for some reason. Right. Get him on the blower right now. I'm in the background of this shot. Get him to turn on to Channel 4. Fuck you! I'm coming for you, you wanker. I love it. Um, oh, his accent. So that's really? unfortunate, isn't it? And that's um, like another weird little plot. Like, there's this tension between the sheriff and Jeff that has been going on since he was like nine or whatever. Nine, they, but again, like that's a nice little addition, but I feel like just they should have just dialed into the more interesting stuff more than like all this weird shit where people it just seems like one of the characters ends up wandering around this place, seeing stuff and finding different weird things. Kim finds like these dossiers, like surveillance dossiers on her and herself, oh, yeah. as if it's like supposed to mean that they've been chosen for this like but again targeted, these are yeah these are all like tiny little little drip fed bits of information that go nowhere they go but they're oh, yeah, so this... throwaway like they're so like irrelevant like either make a really big deal out of it or yeah. just don't bother yeah it's almost like every sequence has to have a moment where we go oh my god i can't believe it yeah but then the next scene you're like what was that yeah what happened <laughs> was that what, what? nobody knows okay. um Jeff says he has, he has no idea about those dossiers, and then not long after that is when they find Erica's corpse in a closet. You say corpse in a closet, definitely stood up, unsupported. <laughs> they even turn around. They turn around like that. She's and like, she's like, like... Yeah, she looks like she's on a pivot. First of all, I'd be going, oh my shit, oh, holy shit, are you all right? And if she was dead, I'd be like, what's going on here? Has she been propped up? Um, there was like no reaction to that either as well they're just like oh here she is we found her yeah I mean everyone sort of screams but yeah and then some more cliches that we lean into is the fact that I think they go and play Jeff's tapes now in reverse so obviously that's a bit of a cliche in anything and anything to do with demonic rituals or or anything you know play the music backwards play the tape backwards play this we'll get the true meaning of it and for some reason when they play these tape backwards it like unlocks the footage rather than being like well this is just the same footage backwards it unlocks it and it goes actually here's all the real footage and this basically them when they blacked out and had um, a massive orgy <laughs> It's a weird sort of like demonic ritual dance. It's like a a music video, but, but I guess a bit more 80s. It says they had a frenzied orgy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. There was a lot of... I couldn't tell what was going on. I like how Erica's wig hair slash was like stuck to her chest. So you yeah. couldn't see any. Like, it was like perfectly stuck. 
What are you doing? What's your hair doing? Stuck to your nipples. Let's have a look. No, I'm too busy here using this tiny thin tree as a pole. Um, <laughs> uh, and then and the classic it, like slasher scene. Yeah, so basically it shows that they were murdering the other tour group at Coffin Rock, yeah? Yeah. Was it all of them or was it just just Jeff? Or I think all of them. But it's yeah. like... I just... <laughs> From somebody that knows how to kind of do special effects stuff, I'm like, yeah. like learning how to do it myself. There's just like the bit where they stab that person's stomach and it like doesn't do anything and they just do this and then like the prosthetic just goes. The prosthetic moves as well. That's what a stomach like, does, all right? That's what a stomach does. Just so, put a red filter over it and put some blood on it. It's fine. Yeah, it's very filtered and it? it's not very good. The gore is is not that impressive. Um, we f- I did forget to mention though earlier earlier on there was a bit where Erica before they left when they were at like the rusting par bit, she like put something in the water, didn't she? And kind of like said, well, "There's a there's a scene with Tristan that goes into the water. It's a dream." She, yeah, like... there was a bit earlier where Erica like put something in the water and it was like some sort of clo- clothing. Something like that. I can't remember. It all, there it all was, sort there of was like a dream to signify the miscarriage before it happens, and it's uh, like putting a clock uh, in the water, and then it bubbles, and then there's like oh, uh, that was a dream, was it? Yeah, there's like a baby crying. I feel like, like when bubbly. you when you do so many dream sequences, it gets a bit confusing. Did that happen and then not happen? Oh, it's just a dream sequence. Duh. Oh, yeah. sorry. I should I have like, followed this. Where's she going? Should have followed this film a little bit easier. Um, okay, so after they watch that tape, they like go and confront Tristan. Oh yeah, because I think it says here that the, the demonic ritual and frenzied orgy was led by Tristan. So I don't know whether they watch the footage and they go, "Oh, we're doing some awful shit in there." But did you notice one thing? What's that? Tristan made it all happen. Let's go fuck yeah, him up. Yeah, because Trist, Tristan, Tristan's the girl. She has a the boy's name. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. getting confused. Tristan is she's like in a black the girl cloak. who had the miscarriage. Like, that's right, that's right. She's uh, in a black cloak. God damn it! It's obviously it's obviously all done by her, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, they go and confront her. Um, so initially she's like pleading, "No, don't hurt me, leave me alone." But then she starts like goading them as if she's. So I guess are we supposed to believe that in the in the similar sense that Rustin Parr was like convinced by the Blair Witch to kill the yeah. kids at Coffin Rock. We're now supposed to believe that Tristan was somehow convinced and and used as a puppet to make everybody else have... I don't know. Definitely. I feel like I'm filling in the blanks that probably make it sound better than it actually is. Uh... <laughs> right, yeah. So I think they You're become... Like there convinced... has to be some kind of connection to these Yeah, because they become convinced that she's the Blair Witch and yeah, so they're blaming her for Erica's death as well. Um, and then she, so this is weird because she ties a rope around her neck, taunts Stephen, basically says like, "I dare you to push me, push me," and in a fit of rage, she does push her, put push her over the balcony, kills her, she hangs herself. That's um, I think any sort of like hanging scenes are pretty intense, aren't they? Like the Omen and stuff like that. I think just like the act of somebody, like if you're falling a decent way and like get the neck break and everything as well. It's pretty intense. Um, but yeah, so essentially, because essentially he does kill her, but 
then it's kind of framed in a way that obviously everyone gets arrested because of the death of her and everyone claims that oh it's Tristan and he was responsible but then they've like got loads of video footage like security cameras that kind of like show the opposite so what we've seen is completely different to like what's actually happened like so we see security camera footage of Kim killing the store cashier with the nail file yeah. rather than just leaving like she did like see you later you bitch she stabbed her to death with the nail file um and then jeff's like monitors that he's got cameras all around the place he's got erica's body and for some reason he's also naked with his right, very 90s tattoo right i've done a murder right yeah yeah I've, I've murdered this woman and now she's naked i've taken i've taken her clothes i'm gonna hide her in the cupboard i'm gonna be naked too so i don't <laughs> get any clothing like little little bits of fibers who was her, like we need a bum shot what what is this tattoo i didn't i didn't notice it it's like a i, it, I think it was like a like an tribal kind of a shape like it reminded me of kind of like 90s tattoo kind of has he got a tramps was it a tramp stamp no it's like halfway like it's kind of like here oh, okay okay i see um so yeah we get all of that and then there's like the dv camera footage which jeff is filming which shows like tristan um getting getting hung but this time she's like pleading for her life and she's like and they all they all angrily are all around her like accusing her of being a witch and kind of like enjoy pushing her and killing her um so it's obviously all completely different it's all very juxtaposed to what we see in the film and then now what is like what really happened so they were all under the influence of the witch and Tristan was completely innocent in the situation. And Erica's Erica is innocent as well, I assume. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So they and it does a classic pan drone shot. Well, it probably was a helicopter back then. Of a yeah. Automobile, automobile, automobile. Easy for you to say. Automobile, woods with the like. Might as well have just been placebo, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, what was it? It wasn't placebo. I can't remember what it was, but then after le- le- a little bit later into the credits, at the drive-in, our Arsenal was playing, so I was like, "Yeah, this is a good song like that." Yeah. Um. So yeah, we kind of see. F- people arriving and mourning in the woods mourning the group that was murdered i guess it'd yeah. be so weird though wouldn't it where if you go like oh remember that blair witch yeah yeah well there was a film a fictional film about some people went missing and then a year later loads of people got murdered as well f- because of something i don't know they'd be like get out of my town it's just really missing that like blair witch element like the actual blair witch element like the the pre- the supernatural presence of the Blair Witch making these things happen, orchestrating these things, is just completely absent for like ninety percent of the film. Yeah, it's kind of like spoken about at the start, but then I just think it's a missed opportunity. To be fair, um, there we go, and then it ends. That's it. Ends, and we get some, we get some more new metal as well. It was playing. very cruel intentions ending. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Um, and you can have any member of cru- of the Cruel Intentions cast in this. I mean, it's probably they're probably too good for this, but they'd probably fit right in. Yeah. Um, what a weird film. 
What a bloody uh, weird film. It was very much like a fever dream. A fever, it was a fever dream. Indeed, indeed it was. Um, okay, so that is Blair Witch. No, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. I've got some name game for you. Do you know, do you know how the name game works? Or shall I explain it to you? Well, explain it to me. Okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm, I'm notoriously not very good at this. It's usually Andy's thing, but I tried to commit to it uh, when it does. So basically... I'll give you a plot of a movie which sounds a bit like Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. However, the plot I describe will be slightly different and the title will only sound a bit like Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, like, I'm only changing, like, one or two of the words in there. Um, so, for example, I'm just going to give you an example. This isn't, what, this isn't one of them, but... Uh, say if I describe the film as a group of tourists arrive in Burkittsville, Maryland after seeing the Blair Witch Project to explore the mythology and they find out actually the Blair Witch, she's alright and she's quite <laughs> this might as well be one of them actually, My this is my example but this is one of them um, actually the witch is alright and completely within understanding of what of the act she's committing the act she's committing makes sense in a way what kind of witch is she? She's being, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word. I'm trying to explain. She's being completely impartial and just without favoritism or discrimination on who she's killing. <laughs> like... It's the fair witch. Uh... Book of Shadows, fair witch. She's uh, being fair. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you yeah. didn't get that one, my explanation one, I wish you all the best with the next <laughs> ones I've got. Okay, so Blair Witch 2. A group of tourists arrive in Burkittsville, Maryland after seeing the Blair Witch Project and explored a mythology, but in the woods they come across some really downbeat and upset... God, I'm just trying to... How can I say this? I sound like, sound like a sexist pig. I struggle with that. <laughs> with a bunch of upset and downbeat sexually adventurous uh promiscuous and aware young women they're upset and downbeat but at the same time they're sexually adventurous and promiscuous i'm not going to be very good at this am i <laughs> i've only so it's blair witch 2 book of something so i've replaced the word shadows so downbeat they're upset they're downbeat, but also it doesn't matter because we're going out tonight and we're going to get laid, so it's fine. Are they sad hoes? Correct! <laughs> You've got it! Yes! You see what I mean then when I said about not wanting to sound... Well, it's just a name game. It's just rhyming. I'm not being just misogynistic rhyming. or anything. It's just rhyming. I'm sorry. Okay. Next one. Okay. Now... Sometimes I'm very loose with, but I'm just replacing shadows, okay? <laughs> but I'm very loose with it. So, a group of tourists arrive in Burkesville, Maryland, after seeing the Blair Witch Project to explore the mythology and phenomenon. However, on the way there, they get a little bit peckish. So they go to a lovely, famous chicken restaurant. Lemon and herb for me, please. Book of Nando's. <laughs> Book of Nando's. Blair Witch 2, Book of Nando's. Correct. Um... <laughs> I told you I'm not very good at it. 
A group of tourists arrive in Burgersville, Maryland after seeing the Blair Witch Project, but they got a load of gear. They need a shift up to the woods. Loads of videotapes, loads of batteries and stuff. But luckily, one of them's brought something very handy for shifting a load of gear uphill. <laughs> My first thing was <laughs> like an ox. <laughs> an oxen? It's not an oxen. No. Uh... <laughs> Where did you get that? Oh, I just went down B and Q on the way here. Oh, it's handy actually. Shove it all in. Oh my goodness! It's a... <laughs> Book of Sherpas. I don't know. <laughs> I'm more on the receiving end of this, so I completely understand your pain. Blair Witch Two: Book of Wheelbarrows. Ah, uh, okay. not Sherpas. Now I've now I've said out loud. It sounds nothing like wheelbarrows. Shadows. shadows. I've still got two more. <laughs> a group of tourists arrive in Burgersville, Maryland after seeing the Blair Witch Project. Did you see the Blair Witch Project? <laughs> yes, and the Blair Witch is behind you. Oh, no, he isn't. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> the book of pantomime. Just a book of pantos. Panto. Blair Witch 2, book of book pantos. Of pantos. <laughs> Now, if that, if any of those seemed unhinged, bizarre, and just downright, downright wrong, <laughs> here's your final one. Okay. A group of tourists arrive in Burkittsville, Maryland, after seeing the Blair Witch Project to explore the mythology and phenomenon. But when they arrive, <laughs> I can't even think about how to des describe this. When they arrive, they find a load of tiny little rocks all laid out in the shape of feet. And they become particularly interested in the fake appendages on the end of the feet. The fake appendages on the end of the feet. The little wiggly ears. They're fake. They're not real. They're stones. The... This is weird. Photos. No. Feet. Like... Think of feet. Yeah, like toes. Toes. Oh, so what, photos is pretty good actually. Like I said, I did like faux pas. Yeah, that's good. But I said, but <laughs> book of sham toes. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be totally honest, and I'm gonna level with you, Lauren. I wrote these all down within about thirty seconds, <laughs> and I didn't, and I didn't give them any thought or reasoning. I think so. I apologize. <laughs> photos is probably better. But Shamto's is kind of right because it's shadows. Come on. Anyway, you got five out of five. I don't think you did, but still. Um, I think the best one was Sad Hose, though, wasn't it? Sad Hose was that, the best one. Because that sounds like Shadows. 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 Sad Hose. There we go. Well, that's right. the best. Pretty much the last thing we've got to do then is just rate the movie. A to <laughs> F. Uh, pluses and minuses are allowed. Be as kind or as unkind as you like. Uh, is it the worst thing I've ever seen? Quite possibly. <laughs> it's definitely an F. <laughs> an F? That's like the lowest. That's pretty much the lowest you can go. Is F minus the lowest you can go? Yeah. An F. An F. Jesus. Sorry. I've, I'm I'm usually pretty harsh when it comes to this stuff, but I'm gonna go for A. Ah, oh, see, I want to say D, but I'm trying to oh, think. Oh, I thought of, you were like, gonna say D. Then D. I was like, 
I'm thinking about things I've, I've given a D recently. It probably is a bit less than that. So I've notoriously always had a bad time with this film. I, well, my previous review, I think I just wrote, what a shower of shit. And with this one, I just wrote, this is a com- just a complete mess. And I think as a fan of the Blair Witch Project, I would say it's a completely, like you can't even compare it to anything with the Blair Witch Project because that, that stuff's just not present. So judging it as a film on its own, it's just weird. It's it's got a weird weird pacing, sort of like every character's written very strangely. I think all the twists the film thinks it's pre- presenting as twists just are not uh, not impactful at all. You're just like, what? This is ridiculous. Um, it's uh, but I think out of everything, Kim director is Kim Diamond, the goth. She's pretty good. <laughs> I just like I like her going the only from saving like saving grace. Going her like absolutely nuts at attitude in the in the sort of grocery store is is wonderful. I like that. Everything else is pretty much. Let's just go. For, let's just go for an E plus. Okay, I'm not That's going for a straight E. I'm giving it a plus because it's still Blair Witch, you know, and I like Blair Witch. It's not Blair Witch, um, but. I mean, it's just a weird one, isn't it? But I, I did watch. Kim was two... your uh, saving grace. <laughs> Kim was my saving grace. I did watch the 2016 Blair Witch as well, which I remember. I watched it in the cinema, and I did kind of think, "Ah, that was all right." But I watched it back, and I went, "No, it is naff. It is just. It tries to like. It just tries to go. This is the original Blair Witch Project, but listen to this. We're gonna do everything else at 100 miles an hour, and it was just not good. Um, very very predictable despite the fact it tried to introduce some sort of interesting little time loop and time jump things just not really impactful because in the original you understand why someone's filming all the time because they're literally making a documentary yeah but with the Blair Witch 2016 they go into the woods to find somebody that's gone but they take all these cameras hit like a drone like cameras they mount on their heads and that and you just think when it gets to the point where you've apparently been lost in the woods and it's been uh, nighttime for six days. A, ain't no battery still going. B, no one's still filming. Yeah. You've had you've had a guts fall. So yeah, that Everyone's one's sped pre- up. That one's <laughs> pretty shy as well. There we go. Well, that was it. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. I, I mean, I enjoyed talking about it with you more than I enjoyed the film. Yeah. Which sometimes happens on this show. It this dura- this duration of the was more entertaining than actually watching the film. Probably about yeah. the same. And a lot of the time our podcast episodes are longer than the films we cover as well. So um yeah. if you if you don't want to spend ninety minutes watching Blair Witch Book of Shadows, just listen to us talk about it. Yeah. Um much better. Or you ha- or if you've heard me say that, you have listened to us talk about it. Um so thank you for joining me, Lauren. Where can our listeners find more from you? Where can they keep up with anything you're working on? Thank you for letting me come and talk about this terrible film. <laughs> it's your favourite, I heard. I heard you said, oh, so I'm talking about my favourite film. So much my favourite. Uh, I am Lauren Buck on Instagram. That's probably the best place to find me for things and updates. Mm. So it's I am Lauren Buck. It's not I am and then the username is Lauren Buck. It's I am Lauren Buck. Yes, it, yes. that's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, I was I was <laughs> confirming that. I was confirming that for everyone as well as me. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, nice one. Go and follow Lauren. I'm sure you'll be back on the on the show when we want to discuss something you're actually a fan of. Um, but I think it's good to discuss the good and the bad, you know. Oh yeah, 
You learn from oh, the yeah. bad things. Like this is a but film it... that you could watch and go, that's not how to do it. I ain't never making that film myself. Definitely <laughs> no. not. No, I'll no, do no. the orgy scene, but that's it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to our current patrons, including John Crinan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, Scott Rigby, Lane Spencer, Ollie Child, Leslie Carlo, Julia Bilgren, Nick Spill, Troy Birch, Rosalind Harnias, and Pazuzu. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review and head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Just search Horror Hangout Podcast. You'll find us. Uh, next week, we're covering hell house llc with special guest leanne burnham richards who is a paranormal investigator can you believe it looking forward to that nice one i know her <laughs> yeah no that was weird i did think that when i wrote this earlier i thought you know her i'm only know. inviting people who know each other from now on all right that at the end of next week's episode i'll say to leanne do you know anyone who could come on the podcast could you could you could you could you invite them um but yeah that was fun thanks well, very much fun. lauren thanks so much uh, and see uh, thanks everybody for listening see you next time bye bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.